Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Thank you for stopping by. We're in the book of 1 Kings, and then after this, we'll be going to 2 Kings, of course. Why are we in the book of Kings? Because if you know, and, and I bet you do, that people can slide away from the Lord. People can experience unbelievable blessings and peace and favor from the Lord. Unbelievable. But yet, over time, through a period and series of decisions, they come to a tipping point and they tip away from their love for the Lord. If you know that can happen, then we need to study First and Second Kings because this is a story of how God has profoundly blessed the people and then now how they just, without hesitation, begin to slide away. So we're looking at First Kings. We're in First Kings chapter 8, and Solomon has built the temple. He's dedicating the temple, and this is a big deal because the Lord did not have a permanent dwelling place up to this point. A lot of other gods, small g, and that day did. They would have altars built in their name, temples built in their name, Astaroths, sort of like ziggurats, you know, built in their name, and they had things all over the place built in their name, but not the true God, not the living God. Not up until this point was there a permanent dwelling for the name of the Lord, so people could say, oh, that's the true God, the God of Moses, right? The God of Abraham, the God who led the people out of Egypt. And so this is a huge deal. The Ark of the Covenant is going to be brought in here, right? We talked about that in our last episode. And it was the place where God was going to descend, accept the offering, if it was acceptable, and atone or forgive the people of their sins for that year. Unbelievably important. Nothing more important than this in the life of of God's people at this point. So let's pick up in verse 12. Solomon does something here in verse 12. He blesses the Lord. Now, what does it mean to bless the Lord? We don't, we don't use that word a whole lot, do we? Well, Barak is the Hebrew word here, and it means to honor, uh, to respect, uh, to praise, to magnify, uh, to even, if you go a step further, even to find happiness and contentment within the person that is being blessed. So it's the person who's being blessed has the ability to bring that into the lives of people who recognize them for who they are. This is God. So when Solomon blesses the Lord, what he is saying is, God, I'm recognizing you for all that you are. Uh, you're omnipotent. You're omniscience, right? You're, you're, you're omnipresence. I'm recognizing you as being a faithful lawgiver, faithful to my father, David, and I am finding my contentment in you because it's, listen, it's only in you that I can find my contentment. When you bless the Lord, you're recognizing all of those things. Maybe we should bless the Lord a little, a little bit more. What do you think? So here's what the Bible says. Now, then Solomon said, the Lord has said that he would dwell in darkness and thick darkness, but I have indeed built you, talking about the Lord, an exalted house, a place for you to dwell. Turned around and blessed all the assembly. Now, that's a different word, blessed. He basically said uh, to them, uh, peace be with you. Uh, may this reality of God be real to you. And so that was what was was happening uh, when when he was blessing people. I hope you go to a church where uh, the pastor will play, pray blessings over you as a congregation. And there's many of them in the Bible that are applicable today. And so this is what he's doing. So he blessed all the assembly of Israel. While the assembly uh, of Israel stood, he said, now blessed be the Lord God of Israel. There it is. God, you're the only place we can go to that is right to run to because of your character, your nature, and your attributes. You are truly God. And it's in you that we find all of our happiness and contentment, and we praise you and thank you for who you are. So he goes on and he says, who uh, with his hand has fulfilled what he promised uh, with his mouth to my father David saying, since the day I brought my people up out of Egypt, 
Um, I chose no city of all the tribes of Israel in which to build a house that my name might be there. But I chose David to be over my people. Okay, so God says, I could have done it, but I didn't. I chose a leader rather than a place, and I chose David. Now, it was in the heart of David, my father, to build the house of the, in the, for the name of the Lord, uh, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to David, my father, whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my name forever, he said, you did well that it was in your heart. But nevertheless, you shall not build the house, but your son, who shall be born to you, shall build the house in my name. And he goes on, he says, now the Lord has fulfilled this promise that he has made. Uh, for I have risen to the place of my father and I sit on the throne of Israel and the Lord promised and I have built the house uh, for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And there I have provided a place for the ark, that place where God would descend and consume offerings, right? In which the covenant of the Lord that he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. Now, two things real quick. One, David wasn't allowed to build a temple. Now, you can see in other parts of the scripture that we know why. David was a man of war. He was a man who established the boundaries of Israel through war. And because of that, God said, look, building my house isn't really for a warrior. It's going to be for someone else, and it's going to be for your son. As a leader, whatever you lead in, don't get angry that you don't get to do everything you've ever dreamed of. Don't get angry. I mean, it is a reality of life, so much so, God puts it right here in Scripture. I mean, there are a lot of pastors and a lot of leaders of churches that don't want their successor to succeed unless it happens to be one of their kids, right? But they don't because somehow they think that looks bad on them. The opposite is true. You are known by your leadership if the person behind you goes further than you did. That means you've laid a good foundation. That means you've done great things. And that's certainly what happened with David. David wasn't able to build this magnificent, beautiful place of worship, but his son was. But David laid the foundation, provided peace and security and stability in the kingdom so great work for God can be done. This is why the peace of our country is so important. When we have rioting in the streets and shooting in schools and all this kind of stuff that's going on, it distracts all of us from the greatest mission of all of our lives, which is the advancement of the gospel. So we need to do everything we can to pray for the peace of our country, the peace of our communities, so churches can stay focused on the most important reality, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, so the first thing, David wasn't allowed to do it. But second, Solomon comes up and he makes it real clear. God is faithful to his promises. I, you know, I'm not proud of this, but I've broken promises before. Uh, sometimes out of ignorance because I forgot, but sometimes just out of neglect. And, and I've apologized for those. But God has never broken a promise. Our Heavenly Father has never broken a promise. What he promises us in his word, the word rightly understood, right? rightly applied. When we do that, we come to the real promises of God. And guess what? God has never broken a promise, not one single time. So Solomon blesses the Lord. Great things are going on. And you know what we find at this point? You got it. Solomon found unbelievable grace for his journey. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we thank you for today and for your kindness and goodness. Now view this, Lord, as we live for you. Father, we bless your name. We bless your name. We know your character and attributes are perfect and holy and transcendent. Yet out of your goodness and love, you draw near so we don't walk alone. And Father, we bless your name for that. We know that in you, we find contentment and rest. So Father, thank you 
for being our God and allowing us to be your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you, and we'll talk again right here next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.